Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela. And I'm Lori. And today we are unscripted. <laughs> Pretty much including this intro, too. <laughs> Danielle wrote a couple things down, but you know, this could get. Mm. It's going to be interesting, guys. It's going to be good. But uh, yeah, unscripted, Lori. I don't know. Yes, yes. Um, so we decided that conversation style is just kind of our strength and we were just really curious what direction this would go in. So buckle up everyone. Cause I think it's going to be a good time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lori, what's been going on in your life? I feel like I haven't talked to you all week. I know these weeks fly by. I feel like every time I turn around, it's like we're scheduling our podcast talk. Um, yeah. Uh, what's going on in my life? A lot of videos have been going on in my life. Um, I think, I think I enjoy editing my videos lately. I don't know. Oh, about yeah? one, but I feel compelled to edit more and more. It's like the more I edit, the more I want to edit. Well, I and, think you're getting more comfortable with it. Maybe I've been watching this woman. Um, her name is the, I don't know where her real name is, maybe Catherine, but her channel is called The Content Bug, and um, I've been learning a lot just about uh, YouTube. She's all about like the process, so I've been learning stuff from her, but what I'm realizing is that editing takes a lot of time, like a lot, a lot of time, and I'm willing to put it in, but anyways, I'm trying to get a few videos out this month, and I have a collaboration on Friday, which is also more time-consuming when you're working with somebody else on a video because you can't just kind of shoot and go. Right, right. There has to be some kind of, there's like a overlying substance to it or theme that you're trying to follow. Yeah. And it's actually like, I'm collaborating with an, uh, what with, I, I, I'm pretty sure I can say it's just Quendi from, um, Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 She's Didn't like she just student. do something with, um, Tori too? I think she did. Oh she yeah. Did. That was a crazy one. They had a tricky one. They had like, um, $20 in 20 minutes in a thrift store. It gave me anxiety. Yeah. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they did such a good job. I was like really impressed, but I could feel the stress. I was thinking of myself, like when I know like a kid's going to be home and I only have X amount of minutes in the store. Right. It, it does. But one of the things Quenby said, which I totally agree with is that as stressful as it was, it really makes you focus. And I think when you go into a thrift store with focus or with a, with a timeline, right? Like if you go in and you have four hours I am not always the most productive, but if I go in and I know I have 90 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever, in their case, 20, you zone in, you know? So that was a, that was really interesting how they managed to do that. I, I enjoyed that a lot. So yes, and we have a Valentine day theme. So we gave ourselves a budget and picked out looks for Valentine's day. And then I was also partnering with another, uh, like a sponsored sort of sort of deal. So it was like a dual partnership. So that video took me some time, but I'm excited for it. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, thank you. I hope everybody enjoys it. We'll be out. So um, I'm not sure how this is going to fare with like YouTube views or whatnot, but like tonight I'm going to upload my haul from the Boston bins yesterday, which was a blast. Yeah. So and I think we should talk about that later too, since we mentioned the bins in our last episode, last couple episodes. So I think yeah. I'm curious to know your experience with that too. I would love to talk about that. So that will go up tonight, probably around 11 Eastern standard time. And tomorrow I'm going to release um, a video on my plans for February. 
which we can talk about later. And then February 1st is my Valentine's Day video. So like boom, 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 which I, I don't know that I've ever done three videos in three days. So we'll see how that goes. That's, it's going to be interesting because I know how challenging it can be to not only video everything, but then go through it and edit it, never mind all your other tasks that you're trying to accomplish with reselling. So I'm curious to see what your process is going to be like. Well, reselling has taken a huge hit. So this week yeah. on Monday or Tuesday, I think I had like my first like no sale day in a very long time, followed by like a oh, $110 day, which isn't bad. Um, and then today... I think I had four offers that I countered and that resulted in nothing. So, but I have not listed like, and I think knowing my changes coming up for February, I was just right. trying to like bang out everything I wanted to get done this month. And so I just kind of took the hit knowing so let's, things. Let's yeah. talk about February because then I think we can kind of touch upon a little bit more why you're gearing up for February. Sure. Do you want to tell us what's going on in your life? I feel like this is oh, very yeah. nice It's all right. We can make it all about Lori. It's totally fine. <laughs> no, I don't like that. <laughs> tell me about um, Daniela. What's your week been like, Daniela? How is um, work today? Oh, man. Work's been hectic. So Lori knows I've had some transitions at work. And I obviously, I don't like to go into detail given where I work. So I try to keep things very simple on here when it comes to that. But there's been a lot of transitions and a lot of um, change. So it's been a little difficult. I've been a little stressed out. And I don't typically get stressed easily. Um, but this past week has been really tough on me mentally. So I haven't really done too much when it comes to reselling. I think I've listed maybe one or two items I had photographed previously. I photographed from just stuff this past weekend and I've just been, you know, listing one or two things here or there. Um, I've, you know, I've been making some sales, but I'm not really too worried about it this week. I just have to be in a good mental space for the upcoming week. Uh, sometimes, sometimes the reselling has to be put on the back burner, whether oh, yeah. you're part-time or full-time. Like you have to give yourself that space to say, it's okay if sales aren't crazy. Um, you know, it, it, as long as it's within your budget plan and stuff, sometimes you just need a mental break. Yeah. And I mean, and the other thing too, is my, my brain, like you said, mental break, my brain just can't even process handling shipping right now because so I'm kind of thankful I haven't had that many sales um, because I've been going into work a little bit earlier I've been staying a little bit later so it's making it a little difficult to fit that in because um, when yeah. I get home I just want to sit and do nothing I mean very unlike me and Laurie will agree I haven't even edited the last podcast that we had last week so that's not usually what... <laughs> I get a text message at midnight that says it's done. And I say, yeah. crazy woman, go to bed. Do not edit this. It's not coming out for two weeks. Go to sleep. But yeah. she usually so I does haven't it done anyways. it. I haven't done it. And this episode Slacker. comes out, I know. And it comes out on, on Monday at midnight. So it's like, or Sunday night, you know, uh, but I'll do it at some point this weekend. I'm not worried about it, but it's just not like me. But that right there is a testament to how crazy my life has been the last couple of weeks. And I've been managing it pretty pretty well, but it just kind of, I kind of hit a wall this week and that's fine because that's life and that's the way it works. And you know, this isn't my full-time income, so I'm okay with having a little bit of a slower week. Does it change the way I have my goals structured for the month? Yeah, but it's not the end of the world. My bills are still getting paid and you know, it's not affecting me financially in any way. So well, that's good. That's yeah, good. I just hey, have if to... you want me to edit, I can try. I can try my editing skills. You know, I edit. I still all haven't showed YouTube. you how. I probably I should do that at some I point. I can probably figure it out. Yeah, it's but, really um, simple. It's really but, simple. Um, you've done a great job so far. So you know. Why? Thank you. But I do have something fun that I'm doing this weekend, so I'll share that with everyone. So, um, Jen, who you went to the bins with. 
yesterday. Her and I are going to go on a trip on Saturday. Not really a trip. We're going locally, but she's meeting me up here um, in Cranston. And we are going to drive around to neighboring towns and we're going to cross the line into Connecticut and we're going to try some different mm -hmm. Salvation Armies and Savers and um, kind of a little day trip out of it and just do different things and we're just going to divide and conquer we're literally going to split up the store and say okay in this store i'm going to hit this section you're going to hit this section we're going to go through it um if it's great then we'll stay and if it's not so great then we're going to go to the next spot try some local consignment stores so i'm super excited about that that um, is so exciting yeah and it's different i say in my haul today that um that will come out it's just when you're sourcing with a friend, it's just so much fun. And the divide and conquer, I said, like, I swear every time I go shopping with someone, whether it's like my daughter or you or my mom, like, I always feel like when there's another set of eyes, like helping you, I just leave doing a little bit better. I don't know. I, I really enjoy the, the, the teamwork when you're well, also, in there with a real thrifter. I also think that it, you know, like, so last Saturday, Jen and I met for coffee, um, and Jen is the savvy outfitter, right? Is that her handle? Yes. Savvy yep. outfitter, yes. yes. Um, so we met for coffee and we we're like, okay, well, we're really close to a savers. Let's just go in like and see what they have. Not a big deal. I think we were in there for maybe an hour. We weren't there long, but I found stuff that Jen liked and she grabbed and she found stuff that I would have liked. And, you know, we kind of swapped and we talked about it and we assessed together. And like, that's the beauty of having reseller friends. Um, because oh, sometimes yeah. when I'm looking the assessment at something, part, the sorting part, I think yeah. is when it's so valuable. Oh yeah. Because you look at something and you're like, eh, I don't know. And then the other person might look at it and be like, oh my God, yes, I've sold this before. I've had really great luck. It's the, you know, it's the item that people search for, you know, there's just, we don't all know the same stuff, you know, and it's fun. It's just a good time. So I'm excited about that. Like, Jen had on her IG story today, um, how she found a Club Monaco piece and yes. how she loves to sell Club Monaco. And um, I actually love the brand, but I don't sell it very well. I think I have Same. two pieces and neither have sold. Yeah. Um, but then I happened to find this black cashmere sweater, like dolman sleeve, like a subtle mock neck. And I was like, oh, I should get this. And she's like, yeah. And, I, and you know, I, I would have picked it up either way. It was cashmere. It was Club Monaco and it was at the bin. So yes, yes, and yes. Right. But um when I got it home, you know, I was mildly excited about it, not like over the moon, but then I went online and um, it was in their current inventory for, and I said in my video, it was 198 and I made a mistake. It was $298 and it's not on sale and it's on their website now. So, um, so I looked That's at awesome. That. Yeah. And I was, it was just, it was just like a surprise, you know, and I feel mm -hmm. like her saying, well, yeah, Club Monaco does great for me. And I don't know, like I probably would have bought it either way, but it's just nice to talk those things through and then to come home and be pleasantly surprised. And the comps were great. So we'll see how it does. But, you know, it's the end of the season now, but um, it is, it's Yeah, fun. but you know what, you know what the other thing too, and I, I said this um, last week when I was at Jen, even though it's the end of the season, for us, people in other states, like think about Vermont and stuff, it's colder there longer than it is even here where we are. So people are still shopping for stuff like that, you know? Oh, for sure. And I mean, we still have like our coldest month ahead, really. Oh February yeah, people like are misery. all excited that it's been a mild winter and it's like, no, 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 guys, February's right around the corner. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah. And who's to say we won't get buried in March like we oh, are yeah. all the time in New it's England. It snowed on Easter before, so. Oh yeah. You never know. You just know yep. in New England. All right, yeah, let's no, talk sure. about February. I'm so excited about this for you because um, 
I know I'm I terrified. Could do it. Yeah, I know you are. I know I could do it. I mean, I would struggle. I would definitely struggle. But I, I'm just so curious how it's going to affect you. And hopefully not too bad. Yeah, no, I'm actually really, honestly, it feels like a weight is going to be lifted, to be completely honest with you. So my plan for February, which the video will come out tomorrow. It's a pretty low-key video. But, oh, actually, people aren't going to be hearing this. We'll already no, so be this in. will be two weeks. You guys have already seen this video. But we're just talking, so it's fine. Okay. Yeah. So you will see me in the heart of it when you, when this, when yeah. this podcast comes out, I'll be yeah. in the middle of it. Um, so what I'm doing for the month of February is um, I'm having a thrift less February. I'm not saying thrift free um, because as I say in my video, I believe in rewarding good behavior, but um, thrift less February. So I am not going to thrift until I list a hundred items my goal is to list 200 items. So I did the breakdown in the month of um, February. It is a leap year. There are 29 days this month. So if I, if I list seven items a day, which is extremely doable, if I list seven items a day, that'll be 203 items by the end of the month. Um, How many unlisted items do you have right now? Do you know? Um, I really don't know. And not all of those are going to be, I mean, I probably have, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping I have about 200 because <laughs> I'm going to shop, but I'm going to be pulling old stuff. I'm going yeah. to be, so I have two rolling racks in my basement. Mm -hmm. One of them is um, about two thirds filled with inventory that needs to be listed. So right there is probably like 60 items. Of those 60 items, I'm probably going to donate about 20. Um, and then I'll probably, you know, maybe bring some other ones to local consignment stores and do the whole Play-Dohs thing. And then I'll probably list about 20 uh, that are on there. So that, I want to wipe out that um, rolling rack because I want that to be available for new inventory. And I've set this goal before and just didn't achieve it because I didn't really have a plan. I said I wanted to do it and then I really didn't like follow through right. with my plan. I have another rolling rack that is full, but it's filled with, it's filled with inventory that's already listed. It's just bulky coats and stuff. So I don't really count that. It's more like storage. Right. Um, I have some shoes that need to be listed that have kind of just been tossed aside. And um, I have some hard goods that I want to list on eBay. So I don't know if I would consider those like death pile things, but just things I want to get out of my basement. Not necessarily stuff I bought to resell, but just stuff I want to move. So yeah, so the way that I'm going to reward myself is once I list 100 items, um, I am going to allow myself to source 20 pieces and then I'm going to have to list another hundred. Um, so that it's, it's really going to be a very little thing in the middle, but it's something that I'll look forward to. Right. One of the really, one of the main sources, one of the main ways I feel like I'm going to get those 200 listings is not from my death pile, but I'm going to Marie Kwan, my personal closet, oh, nice. which is massive. So I am going to pull from every drawer, every cupboard, every, everything. Have you ever seen like her, have you seen like an actual episode of Yeah, Mary I've seen Cole? a couple episodes, yes. So you know how they put like everything you mm -hmm. own on your bed and then people mm -hmm. like start crying and <laughs> <laughs> if you want to come over and witness it. I was just going to say, I think I'm coming over in the month of February a few times. You would be great. Lori might need moral support and I also just want to help you list things. Like I want to sit on the floor and do all of your shoes. <laughs> I, I mean, I list all the time. Listing isn't a problem, you know. It's I don't really even feel like um, 
it, it's under control. Like I, I'm not like buried or anything. Like if you walked into my office, it's sorted. It's just, it's more than I want. And oh, right. and the other thing is, and you're going to get sticker shock from this. I got sticker shock from this. I wasn't really aware of what I was spending every month. Um, as I've said, like Jay is my guy and he's an accountant and he gives me the red flag if I'm spending too much, but like my average sales are around 3000 a month, but, um, oh, that's I really spend, good. Uh, thank you. Um, and I'm trying to up it. I'm trying to get over 4,000, 4,200 to be exact per month is my actual goal, mm -hmm. but I've been spending on average, like 700 a month on inventory. Oh, wow. 700. And I'm like, no, Jay, because I asked him for this month and he gave me the number and I was like, holy cow, are you kidding me? He's like, well, yeah, um, that included like some, uh, that, no, that didn't. It was like 775 and the $75 was like um, packaging and tape and. So that questions. doesn't include your mileage either and your time spent? No. So no, it's no, just no. the inventory that you're purchasing? That's just like receipts from stores. Yeah. So imagine uh, if you add your time spent plus the miles you're putting in. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is just like out of pocket from inventory. And some of that inventory, like I'll buy things for Angie and Rocco and right, we haven't right, like pulled right. it out. But I mean, still, let's say 700. And, you know, I'm selling about 3,000 to 3,400 in a month. That also doesn't include any sales from eBay, which have been minimal, and then direct sales that I do PayPal from YouTube to PayPal. Right. So say 3,500 all in. But I mean, so I'm obviously covering my cost and like tripling, quadrupling my money, but I'm spending more than I need to spend. So I want to get that under $500 when I do go back to thrifting um, and just be more cognizant of what I'm spending. So Clearing out my own personal closet, um, 203 listings in the month of February, and then just doing, you know, I'll, I'll probably do a haul from my closet instead of doing a traditional haul. Mm -hmm. um, I need to do, I'm going to do some off the beaten path. Um, I've really gotten a lot of requests for the American Girl video, which is, I don't know why I haven't done it yet. I want to do it with a guy friend of mine who I used to work with, who's amazing and fun and he gives me um, posh boss Blake vibes all day long, my, my friend um, from work. And I just haven't been able to nail him down, but he's a blast. So I'm just going to do that and do some non-traditional videos. But yeah, it's kind of just about purging and um, reassessing. And So I have a question for you. Sure. For the items that you're listing, are you going to count anything that you, re you relist as well? Or is this strictly new listings? These are all new listings. So cross-posting um, and relist will just kind of be gravy. But I do want to do, <laughs> this is kind of corny, but I, when, I, when I structure my day, I want to do 15 minutes a day on YouTube. That's literally all I can give them right now. Right. Um, and that is probably going to be mostly cross-posting. Like I'm just going to say, okay, 15 minutes pull up Vendu and just cross list for 15 minutes and then call it a day. Like that's about all I'm going to give to eBay. Yeah. Um, but I do want to do that uh, because like, for example, like on a week like this week where I'm not like feeding the Poshmark animal um, and then my sales get slow. Sometimes those are the weeks that like, like you do with the real, real, like those are the weeks you depend on other platforms, yep. but I'm usually so consistent with, Poshmark that I don't really have crazy lulls, but like this week with, with putting out three videos, it's been a lull in my listing. So I have felt that, and this would be a good week to have some other streams of income.
You know, what would be interesting, Lori, is to compare what February statistics will be for you in terms of Poshmark. Like, will you see a dramatic increase in sales or increase in activity because you're focusing so much time on just listing these items and, you know, you're dedicating your time in a different way? So it'll be interesting to see that. I'm so excited to see what the month is going to bring. I feel like I'm going to feel a lot better. And um, one of the, one of the, just the visual, like I just want that feeling when I walk into my office, I, I have good space. Like there's no reason for things to be cluttered. Like I, I don't, I have the space. So I just want to walk into my office and just have the feeling that I had like in the beginning when I first started, when I, you know, took down the ballet bars and I put up everything and made it beautiful. I like redid a desk in there and I put up like inspirational quotes on the wall. Like I want to walk in and have that feeling um, like it's, it's a nice space. And I think mainly once that one rolling rack gets cleared um, and I have all my uniform hangers and just all the little things that make me feel good, I will feel better. Yeah. And I mean, ultimately when you feel better, you become more productive. It's just human nature it's how we all get if we see something positive coming from it or we feel great from it then it's a you know a new behavior that we're going to take on that's going to benefit us so i'm excited yeah. for you. i think it's gonna be really good and i think you're going to see some um some really interesting you know data coming your way that will help yeah you really excited and, and honestly like the time it takes me like just look at boston yesterday i mean it was an hour oh, an all boston. day thing yeah I mean, I left my house at um, nine o'clock and I got home at five. So it was a full day. Yeah. And then you have to come home and process all that stuff. So the stuff that I'm processing that's already in my basement in large part has already been cleaned and steamed and in some cases photographed and in some cases measured like, you know, right. and I just haven't like landed the plane on some of them. So it's not going to be you know, listing like when, when you're starting from ground zero, like I, half the work is already done. I just need to get through it, you know? So that's nice too. So I think um, we can transition here and talk about cross-posting. Like I know people have been asking us about it. And if we do it, do we think it's beneficial? And I know you just mentioned that you're using Vendu for it. So I yeah. cross-post. I think it's helpful. Um, I don't necessarily think it supplements my, my income in a way that like if Poshmark is really slow, then eBay picks up for me. Like I don't see it working in that way. It's kind of like, Hey, cool. I have an extra $150 just came my way this week kind of thing. Like it's not, it's nothing that it kind of hits randomly. Right. Like I don't depend on it, you know? Um, but I, I enjoyed the idea of cross posting. Like for example, this week I made two eBay sales that were significant. One item in particular I knew going to sell on ebay because i had already sold um these pair of boots uh once before a few months back they're a brand from canada and, I, and the name's escaping me right now but um the their boots are uh, very high in retail and uh both times they sold on ebay for full asking price i've had them on oh. Bosch, nothing what's the brand oh i can't think of the name of it it's not those pajar boots no is it? no no they're I a canadian brand it's lay lay something it will come to me probably after we're done recording and i'll send it to you and i'll, I'll post it at some point i do want to post about like brands yeah. i found that um sell really well that you may not be familiar with not necessarily bolos as the traditional bolo would be but just brands that not many people know about um that are kind of unique and maybe have a like a niche market of some sort like these boots from canada are definitely specific to um 
people that are outdoorsy um, mm-hmm. and like that kind of gear. But anyway, so that sold in a free people cardigan that I found at Savers that I also was listed on Poshmark and wasn't really getting a lot of attention full asking price. But like that was cool. Um, oh, and a trade on Trazy, I trade the sale as well. The Trazy sale was a Mark Jacobs backpack I found at Savers or I don't know, I think it was like $2.99. Um, listed on Poshmark, got a ton of attention. Tons of attention. I cross-posted that on Tradesies. I figured that's a better market for that. And it sold for $85 on Tradesies. Hasn't been wow. returned. Yeah. So um So what is the payout on Tradesy? Uh, they don't they don't have like a tiered system like real the real real. Is it no, there's like a percentage. It's just like a posh mm-hmm. like I don't know what it is. I don't use Tradesy enough to know the specifics. I'd have to have it in front of me. I wanna say it's close to what you get on Poshmark. Um but the thing with Okay, Tradesy, that's good. Yeah, the thing with Tradesies I typically price things higher so they give you like a scale you they'll say okay um you know you type in all the information that you know with, like the mark jacobs is the brand is mark jacobs blah 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 the backpack and then it kind of generates a scale of pricing and it will say okay average sale price for this on our website is x so i think for the backpack it said 40 it said 45 dollars and it gives you like a scale of where you can put it you can price it however you want so i priced it high and I priced it $85 because I have the option on my Tradesy store that if Tradesy's running a sale, like let's say they're running 20% off, my store participates in that. So I need to, while I'm pricing on Tradesy, to keep that in mind that if Tradesy's doing a 20% off sale, my closet's a part of this, I need to price higher so that I can account for that 20% off that someone might, might use. So, so Daniela, um, do you have the option to be a part of the sale or that's like an automatic Yeah, yeah. Thing? So I, I want to say when I was setting up my Tradesy account, there's a, they, there's an option you can click um, to either take part in sales or not take part in the sales. Okay. You could not do it. That's nice because on, on ThreadUp, you don't have the option, correct? Like if they no. are running a promotion... It can yeah, be like a surprise to you and whatever well, they sell it at. The same with the real real. When it goes half off, you have no say in that. You know, you have to be careful that so I have some stuff that's selling now in the real real that I sent the first time around and some of it's fifty percent off. Um, I'm still making a profit on it because I everything that I've sent to them has been a very low cost for me. So either way I'm going to make money. Um, but that's why my whole philosophy on setting things to like thread up or the real real is you need to really watch what your cost of goods are unless you don't care and it's an item you've had forever and it just hasn't moved and you just want some kind of return on it and that's a different story. But if you're trying to actually, you know, get some type of income from it, then you need to really watch your cost of goods but on trade Z, your pricing and how you want to price it um and they're shipping on trade these a lot it's i like not- that you have a little bit more control there yes so their shipping is ten dollars and fifty cents on trade Z, and i've made probably about 15 sales on there in the last four months like just about four uh, no three months just about three months and um people pay the shipping they don't really like it's not like on poshmark where people are trying to get the free shipping or discounted shipping or they send you an offer so that it negates the shipping cost so um yeah Yeah. it's just a different platform different kind of buyer um but yeah so that's what i've been using my cross posting for uh i don't know about you laurie what are your thoughts 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My thoughts are I don't have a lot to add because I have been terrible about cross-posting <laughs> lately. No, truthfully, I mean, eBay, I was being pretty consistent with in the month of November and December when I had all those returns and the holidays, it just left a bad taste in my mouth and I'm ready to go back now. And then um, Vendu started charging. Um, so How I just is that to... going, by the way? So I use List Perfectly. I forgot to mention that. Or maybe I did mention it. I don't remember. Um, Lori's using Vendu. So we use different pricing Yes. Yeah, so they are, um, to be honest with you, I, I mean, the, the pricing seems to be very fair in the structure that they came out with. And I think they built a lot of goodwill, like doing the beta for so long and being so responsive to their customers. Right. And, um, you know, they're, I just feel like they are also resellers themselves. So they're using things and they're adding things and changing things. And I feel like they are very involved in the community, which is wonderful. Um, I don't think there's like, so people have asked me, like, do you think one is better than the other? No, I don't think one is better than the other. I just think it depends on your preferences and what you're comfortable with and which platform um, is easier for you to navigate. I think that's really what it comes down because to. Because you love List Perfectly, I don't do. you? I love List Perfectly. And like Perfectly. I know Becky Park uses List Perfectly and she really likes it. And then there are like a lot of teen Vendu people. I honestly, I feel like it's like anything. If it works oh, for yeah. you, go for it, you know? Well, like and team um, eBay, team Poshmark, who cares? You know what I mean? Like whatever works for you and your, and your model, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, Well, absolutely. I'm not really team eBay. And I, I'm <laughs> like, I got that in the invoice. Like I, every time I see that email, I ignore it. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, my invoices do great. And then the money's gone from my account. Yeah, that's, I mean, I love on Poshmark, you like, even when you send out offers, it, it gives you your bottom line right there. Like if you right. send this out, if, if you send this offer out with a $1.80 discount, this is what will be deposited into your account. And like, I, I just like that. I like seeing my bottom line before yeah. I even send an offer out. I like that too. And I think it's helpful that I don't have to worry about paying a bill at the end of the month. Now I know you can go in and pay it as you go kind of thing. I'm not that person as organized as I am. Like eBay's not. Yeah, that surprises me, Daniela. Yeah. I well, it's because eBay's not on my mind and it's like this thing that I just cross post to and like, if I make a sale cool, if not, whatever. Um, and it kind of deters me from posting on there. Cause I just don't want to pay another bill. That's really what it comes down to. Like I really just don't want to pay another bill. I am not joking. When I say I get a notification from eBay, I get a pit in my stomach. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> something went wrong. I'm not joking. And that's not good. Like I do this because I do this job because I enjoy it. And unless I can kind of get into something, you know, maybe if I do start running with the American girl stuff, I have so much stuff I could sell, like just so much. And I don't think that's the type that stuff, don't they? Yeah. I mean, it's like anything, like there are vintage pieces that are worth a ton and there are current pieces that are worth a ton and there are old pieces that are worth nothing. And so 
I have a pretty good handle on what is worth money and what isn't. Um, I'm a little rusty since I haven't been working there and dealing with all the collectors and stuff and used to be a personal shopper. So I dealt firsthand with a lot of crazy collectors. Um, and I include myself in that category. I'm not making fun, but, um, (laughs) so, um, yeah, I don't think I'll have as many issues with returns on things that aren't clothing. Yeah, maybe that's what the issue is, is that see, I've never had a return on eBay. So I don't, I haven't experienced what you experienced. I, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't had a negative experience. I just don't. That's really great. I honestly think sales. I just had a bad run and I just got slapped around. So but um, uh, yeah, I, I don't generalize my experience to all of eBay because I know people love it. Um, so, uh, I, and I do, that's why I'm, factoring in the 15 minutes a day in February. And I feel like if I'm not leaving to go sourcing and I'm not having these like, oh, I feel like going to Savers this afternoon moments, like I'm forced to stay in the house, not forced. I I like my home. My day goes by fast when I'm working. Um, But if I can commit 15 minutes a day, I feel like it's like anything, like if you do it for 21 days, it becomes a habit. So, you know, maybe that will be a really nice thing for eBay is to just get a little thing going there. Do you think you want to continue having multiple streams of income? Like obviously YouTube is a stream of income. Poshmark is a stream of income. Like, Do you want to add more to that? Or are you comfortable with the two that are your priority right now? Well, I have a sales goal in mind this year. So yeah. um, if, if I can, if I can get to that goal by doing multiple streams um, outside, I, I, I do see a ton of potential in YouTube. So oh, 100%. Um, yeah. And it's even like, as much as I love Instagram, like I can put a lot of energy into Instagram and I see people who are killing Instagram. Like they, like their stories are phenomenal. I find myself like waking up and like looking forward to seeing what certain people on Instagram are doing, mm-hmm. but like, I almost feel bad. I want to message them and say, get your butt on YouTube because <laughs> you can make money over there and you have something very special to offer, you know? So there are certain people on Instagram who I feel like have this really incredible rhythm and I would love to see them just do more on YouTube because I, cause you get paid on YouTube, you know? Yeah. I think, and, but it's also, it's, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to build your numbers and you need a couple breaks and you, you need a few videos that not go viral, but that resonate with people. So they get okay. your viewing up and, you know, you have to connect with people. You can't be phony. Like, I, I don't know, because I feel like people, I don't know, you have to, you have to find your people and connect with them. So it's, it's not easy, but, um, you also want to ride tough, the momentum. Though. I feel like you need to be tough because YouTube opens you up to, I mean, so can Instagram, but YouTube, especially because it's such a big platform, um, people come in there and they can be brutal sometimes. I mean, they'll leave nasty comments just because they didn't like something that you said. Like you need to have that tough skin almost and, and be able to look outside of that and say, you know what, the, my audience that is loyal to me, that loves my content, they appreciate all of this. You have to constantly be reminding yourself all, you know, all the positive of what you're doing. But if you look at big YouTube stars out there, you know, whether it's in the beauty community or in the fashion community, um, that some people are just nasty. Yeah, for sure. And knock on wood, I haven't had any like really, really nasty things. I've had a few mean comments, but I would say overall, like 99% of my experience on YouTube has been positive. And I don't know if that's because I am positive or, um, 
or what? I mean, I'm sure they're coming, but um, yeah, I, mean, I do think you have to have thick, thick skin. And, and I, maybe it's my age. I really just don't care. I, I, I yeah. care to the extent that um, I, I, I care about what I put out there. I want to have integrity with my channel and to make sure that I'm putting stuff out there that I feel is um, valuable. But if people click off or they aren't interested or they give me a thumbs down, it's like, you know what? I'm not for everybody. I'm long-winded and, you know, I don't have all the fancy bells and whistles on my channel. And um, I don't know, not everybody is for everybody. There are people on YouTube who I absolutely love who don't have many followers at all. And there are people with millions of followers that, you know, I can watch for maybe two minutes before I can't stand it. So yeah, I agree. I just think it's like anything. Right. And I, I mean, I'm biased, obviously, because we're friends and we oh. podcast together, but like <laughs> there are certain videos and certain people that I look forward to watching when I, when I'm on YouTube, like, you know, how YouTube, your home screen there on YouTube comes up and sometimes like random videos that I've never even watched before, but, um, you know, it's always you that comes up, Nally comes up, uh, Courtney comes up, um, yeah. Who else? Laura. Laura always comes up. Laura Von Vey, who yeah. I just she's been doing some amazing stuff. It, uh, Laura is, I think, a really good example of somebody who just knows herself oh very well. And we're all finding our way. But I mean, you know, she is the first person now I think of when I think of vintage clothing. And it's just because she's been like true to her brand and she loves what she loves. She's not making apologies. She does like beautiful artwork with her photographs. And mm -hmm. I. I say this to my kids all the time, and I've probably said it on this podcast, like, I have friends who I shop with. I, I, I always tell my kids, like, don't pigeonhole yourself. Like, right. there are people that have something to offer in all parts of your life. And, and I always joke, I'm like, I have my friends I swear with, my friends I pray with, my friends yeah. I shop with. Like, it takes all kinds. And I feel that way about YouTube, you know, like... Mm -hmm. I feel like Courtney's like a really no frills, nuts and bolts, informative, thoughtful person. And I relate to Denali a lot because I feel like she's very go with the flow and she just kind of rolls with things. Laura is like my vintage girl. Like Leslie is this community builder. Like yeah. I really feel like everybody, um, I don't know. Like that's just, that's just, that's my take. I feel I want to watch um, Blake, because he's going to sing to me. I don't care what he what Blake's he's so even cute. showing. When he sings, it makes me smile. Like, and I think sometimes and Stephen gosh, too. Can't forget about Stephen. There's so many good resellers out there. So many, you know. And like, I feel like, um, you know, if somebody criticized Blake for singing and he stopped singing, it would make me so sad. <laughs> you know, like well, that's kind of like his signature move, right? Like everyone has their signature thing that they always do, whether it's that they review or maybe it's a certain video that they always they produce for everyone so you know we all have our own little areas and this podcast is finding its way too you know we don't our main goal for this podcast was you're sitting down and you're talking to us and the feedback we keep getting is that's what you feel like you feel like you're sitting down at a table talking to us that makes Lori and I so happy like we get giddy every time that people say that to us because I know it's just I mean you have a vision in mind and um, whether it's a podcast, whether it's videos or it could be IGTV or social media posts, whatever you're doing, you know, you just have to be yourself no matter what the naysayers are saying out there. 
Yeah, I think it kind of comes through in the conversation, you know, and, and yeah, it makes me really happy when people are like, oh, I feel like I'm at the kitchen table with them. I'm like, that is just what we're going yeah. for. <laughs> that was literally the conversation that we had when we were coming up with this whole idea was we want people to feel like they're sitting down with us. And it really makes me laugh. It, it makes me feel good too. But we were like, oh my God, I was answering back as if I was in the room with you. Like, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that's what I want. I want you to answer back. And then I want you to send me a message of what you said so that maybe we can incorporate it in something but like that's that's what this is all about um and it's just yeah absolutely I mean, we're gonna keep- and I mean we're kind of all over the place but um oh yeah well, I know that 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 is my personality to just you know <laughs> it's just who we are and it's fine to just go in a direction mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I think that's why we wanted to do this type of podcast too like this specific episode because everything we've done so far has been pretty scripted I mean scripted in the sense that there are very specific things that we wanted to hit that we wanted to talk about whether it was questions that you guys had or we were interviewing someone or you know whatever the case was we just kind of want to have a conversation with with all of you of what's been going on with us and um, today is January 30th and tomorrow is one month since this podcast has been live, which is crazy. And we've noticed such wow. growth and, uh, we really couldn't do it without all of you guys. So it's, yeah. Thank you. Guys. Yeah. It, it makes me so happy. Like when, you know, people like tag us and in Instagram stories oh, and things <laughs> like that. It's just, just nice. It's nice to see that, um, it's resonating with people, you know, that that's great. Yeah. And, you know, I can't say that we've really run across any challenges when it comes to the podcast. I mean, our schedules are crazy. So sometimes recording can, you know, come at all different hours, but we're flexible with one another and it is what it is. Um, But content wise, I feel like we have- There's always something to talk about. Oh yeah. We'll never run out of something. And we have- one specific episode will be coming out soon. Um, I think it'll probably be out. It'll be out after this episode. Well, I don't want to give too much away. I want to keep it pretty hush-hush until we're ready to release. Um, but we, the topic will, will consist of some stuff with eBay. And there's going to be a very special guest. And we're really excited for it. And the guest is super excited for it. So we'll probably let you guys know like the day before it launches who the guest is going to be. Um, yeah, I'm excited just because it's, you know, it's somebody who knows their stuff. So I think that is why we wanted to feature um, this person on our podcast because we neither one of us really considers ourselves an expert in eBay. And no. what I don't want to do is like eBay bash because it is it is so wonderful for so many people. So I just want to learn more about it and I want to know how I can make eBay my friend. Yeah, <laughs> and that's, I, that's no, the I whole idea of this guest. I think it's like getting a different perspective on it from someone that's been using it for an extended period of time and sees a lot of success with eBay versus Poshmark, even though they still use Poshmark as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's uh, another aspect of the community that's great, that things that I struggle with or that Lori may struggle with when it comes to various platforms are other people's strengths. So my strength may not yeah. be eBay, but you know, I, my strength honestly is with the real, real, that's where I'm making the bulk of my money every month. So, you know, the one yeah, we sure need I'm, to have a real, real episode. Yeah, we really yeah. have to. Yeah. I know. And people keep asking. About that is episode. actually on. 
on my list in February, Daniela, is to send a box off to the real real. So I don't know how long it takes for them to process it. But maybe um, it might be a fun episode to do like me as a newbie on Real Real yeah. and you as like a veteran and like the tiers, like what my commission will be versus what your commission and then my experience like going in pretty blind and first time user. That yeah. might be really fun. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a really great idea. And I think we could incorporate maybe a day of a sourcing out, you know, in the wild and trying to find items to send to the real real. That would um, be really fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that could be a fun concept too, because we do get a lot of questions about, well, I do specifically get a lot of questions about the real real. And I actually, tonight had a couple people reach out and they want us to do a podcast episode on thread up Lux. Um, I'm definitely not a great person for that because my one experience was not great. Um, but I'm open to talking about it. Um, well, again, that, like maybe that would be another guest because yeah. I, I I did thread up lunks once, and what I can say about it, we can say right now, is that I should have taken the buyout on everything, mm-hmm. and I rolled the dice. Well, that's not even and an option lost. anymore, and it's not an option anymore. Nope. So I officially am useless in thread up, and and I think their other payouts were like pennies on the dollar and yeah. I would rather donate it to somebody than receive 20 cents for a piece. Like it, I mean, I don't know. Well, I, I did, um, order a, like the, the fill bag thing that they do with bread up. Right. So I have mm-hmm. a bunch of inventory that I got the bins when I first, first started the, my first trip probably to the bins where most of this inventory came from and it's not moving. And I just want it out. Like there's no reason for me to keep it anymore. And yeah. I think I might send that stuff to thread up. And even if I get pennies, I don't care because I paid pennies in the thing. Yep. Uh, and you know, the other stuff I'm probably just going to donate. But I'm, I, I don't know. It might be a good test for us to do. Like maybe send a few items to, well, I think what we should do, just like Mira had mentioned, was get the Thread Up Lux label and just send everything in. That way it can be shipped for free back to us or however she worded that last time. I'd have to go back and listen and ask her. Yeah. Something Leslie said in her podcast this morning with Denali when they each swapped was that some of her donated stuff, she is purposely not putting back into the system, she called it. Like she doesn't want to redonate it because she wants to get it into the hands of people who need it directly, who won't have to pay for it. And honestly, like I was like, see, that's that's why I love to listen to these things. Like if I got nothing else from that, which I got a lot from it, but I walked away like, you know what? I feel the same way. And um, many of my YouTube viewers know and friends know that my husband and I are part of an organization called Birthday Wishes. We've probably talked about it before. But um, they are a nonprofit that I I think they're 20 years old, approximately. They um, provide birthday parties for kids who are in shelters. Like just. Yeah, we did talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a a simple concept. Like they do cupcakes and party favors and gifts for the kids. And then my husband and I are delivery people. So we have, um, I think, like six shelters in Worcester that we deliver to. Mm -hmm. And um, it's great. Like we're the party people. We show up with the bags and the, and the gifts and we just drop them off. And then that's our job. That's the end of it. But um, that's an organization. Like I know the people who run it, who I want to partner with and like maybe donate some clothes to them as opposed to sending them to the real, real. I mean, not the real, real thread up. Like right. those, those very, the end of the line pieces that, you know, they are a loss at this point, but I, I don't know. Not everything, but that, but that I think is going to become one of my piles. Like I'll have my Play-Doh's pile and my consignment and my real, real, and then I will have like a birthday wishes pile. 
two things I think I want to do in the month of February, since we're on the topic. I definitely want to create piles to uh, bring to various consignment stores that are not in my area. They're in a neighboring state. So um, where I live, I'm actually not far from Connecticut if I go back roads. So there's a few consignment stores up in Connecticut that I actually want to try out and see what their payout is like. There's one website I found tonight um, that I'm curious that it looks like their payout's pretty fair. So I think I might create a small pile and try it out and see what that's like before sending items um, anywhere else. And then the other thing I want to do is I have some blazers personal blazers that I don't wear anymore. And then a couple of blazers that I've had sitting in my inventory for a very, very long time that I've relisted probably eight times and still haven't sold that I just want gone. I think I'm going to donate them to Dress for Success. Um, oh, I love that. Yeah. And that, cause they will go to good use going there. So um, I think those are going to be my two piles and I might do another Play-Doh's run. I don't know. Play-Doh's yeah. so frustrating, but I don't know yeah, I want to. I agree. So my Play-Doh's, um, the Play-Doh's that is the closest to me is in a town called Waltham, in, um, which is like a few miles outside of Austin. But um, That's really I, the closest one? Yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal. I mean, it, it's like 35 minutes for me, and um, there are a couple thrift stores in that area that I like to go to, so it's worth it because I'll, I'll hit a couple places. But... Um, the woman who I spoke with, I spoke to the manager because I, I recently did like a, a a modern beat thing where I went directly from the bins to Play-Dohs. And I told them, I'm like, I'm doing an experiment. <laughs> so I said, I, I had to process bags different because I had, I brought two bags. One was one from my house and one was directly from the bins. So I'm like, do you guys mind processing these bags different? And they kind of looked at me. So I explained to them and the manager was super sweet. And she's like, so what, what was the outcome of your, of your experiment? How did it go? So I had oh. a conversation with her and I told her what I did. She was very nice. So I said, you know, when are you going to have your big sale? Because everybody's talking about the 70% off sale, the 90% off sale. She's like, we have a new owner, so we don't run those sales anymore. Oh. I was like, oh, because I was kind of waiting for that big sale in January. Um, Because that was, that's, I think the time when they usually do it is about the time of the yellow tags at TJ Maxx. Plato's has their like clear out and I was waiting for this big 90% off. And she's like, follow us on Instagram, which I do. And then I haven't seen anything come through. Yeah. I don't know if the Plato's near me did it or not. I went last year, maybe it was the end of summer. I don't remember when I went, but I went once last year. I didn't find much of anything. I've probably picked up a total of 10 things at Plato's before to resell. And three of them went to the real real actually because they had no idea what the brand was so that was fun um and i've made good mm-hmm. money on them but the other stuff i picked up there to resell didn't really do well so i'm very very picky if anything i like to go into play-dohs just kind of look around and see what's trending within their store like what buyers are looking for because that's their whole motto um and it kind of gives you a good idea as to what you should be looking for. If you're not comfortable searching websites and stuff, going into stores like that or walking around a department store and kind of seeing what's on the mannequins gives you a good idea as to what you should be sourcing for. So pro tip. Yeah. It, yeah, it is, it is a pro tip, but it's also tricky because they don't necessarily sell brands. No. They, they do more trendy and less brands. So, right. so in terms it's... of like not to learn brands in Play-Dohs, but to see Oh, just like what, style trends. Yes. To look at those trends in terms of style. Yeah. Department gotcha. store, you're going to yeah, see I more agree. of the brands. Um, but even even still, department store brand is very different than what's necessarily hot 
on Poshmark. So not everything that the Macy's want besides free people. You know what I mean? Like there's not. Yeah, no, no. And things are changing every day. I mean, that, that is fashion. I mean, you can't blink because things are changing. Um, did you see, um, that Nordstrom is going to be having, um, secondhand clothing? So I have, I have thought everywhere. It is. So like Madewell has it. Um, JCPenney and Macy's have a thread up section. Patagonia. Yep. So all these Uh different stores are coming up with it because the reselling market is going to be big in the next two to five years. Like that's just where the market's going. Um, But Nordstrom's concept is very interesting. So we can go like, it can be really good for us or it can be really detrimental to resellers you know what i mean um because of the way that they're doing it so if you have people that buy most of their stuff at nordstrom's and nordstrom is offering mm-hmm. their customers a gift card every time that they're quote unquote donating their goods right well if you're a nordstrom okay. shopper you're going to donate all of your stuff to nordstrom that you bought there so you can buy all new stuff so there's i'm oh, right. to see a difference in now i don't have a nordstrom here in rhode island anymore so it, this won't really affect me um we only have a nordstrom rack now our nordstrom closed um so but in other states i'm curious if people will see a difference in terms of what brands are going into savers and goodwill um and are you seeing less nordstrom brands in there you know what i mean like that will be interesting to me Even because people are redonating redonating in order to get the gift card to buy new yeah, I'm looking here. Um, somebody said we went inside Nordstrom's new secondhand store and saw how resale is the latest way department stores are reinventing themselves. Um, oh, the launch of See You Tomorrow, a secondhand shop located within its recently opened New York City flagship store, curated by Olivia Kim, Nordstrom's vice president of creative products. The store inventory is pulled from a mix of customer contribution contributions, as well as returned or lightly damaged designer items from the Nordstrom quality center. So I wonder if those lightly damaged designer, those are like the B and G boxes that have been right. so controversial, oh, but those man. are, no. or maybe things that are going episode. to the rack. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't contribute to that. That's just been nonsense. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I, I didn't buy one, so I can't contribute much to what I saw on Instagram and I, yeah, just be careful when you do this stuff. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, just based on what I saw, I, I, I won't be buying one, but like, yeah. I think I, uh, some people had some good luck with it. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think it's just, you know, companies get big and things change. So. Yeah, this is really interesting. I think the effort be- reflects Nordstrom's continued push to reinvent itself in an era when the traditional department store model continues to struggle, you know? Yeah, it will be, um, it will be interesting. I I know that Nordstrom's was hurting for a while. You know, they have closed doors and this is definitely a good way to reinvent yourself. I'm just curious in terms like how high they're going to be reselling the items that they are putting out there. I'm sure it's going to be at a much higher value than what you're going to find on eBay and Poshmark, but maybe not. Who knows? Um, And then how's that going to change the market for resellers that are looking for inventory that comes from Nordstrom's? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a small piece of the pie. Like like yeah. we all say, there's room for everybody. There's room 100%. for Nordstrom resale too because, you know, I know um, at the Natick Mall in Central Mass, um, 
the Lord and Taylor for some time has had a secondhand shop within the store that sells primarily Louis Vuitton, but oh, other, oh. um, yeah, it's actually, I wish I knew the name of it. I think it's LX something because I've, I've talked to the reps there. Like they have, they have a woman who is like inside the store and they represent that area. They have their own business cards. They're not affiliated with, um, Lord and Taylor. I think besides they pay rent, I might have that wrong, but, um, they have their own information and stuff, but yeah, then they run sales and I'm on their mailing list. And, you know, there's usually some really good sales around like Christmas and mother's day and stuff like that, but they carry Gucci and, you know, it's, I would say 75% Louis Vuitton and then 25% other designer stuff that that they resell. Yeah. But I mean, they're still, you know, so instead of $1,300 on a bag, it's nine fifty. Yeah. And it's worn. So yeah, I mean, they're no like crazy deals. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'd just it's, be curious how many more stores take up this business model, which I think a lot of them are going to. Um, and it, it'll just oh, be I think a lot are going to. Yeah. I think it'll just be interesting to see how it just shifts us as the smaller business. Look well. Mm-hmm. I think that's my curiosity more than anything. I don't think it's going to hurt anyone. I just think it's going to shift the way the community does Sure. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. I mean, you hear people like the bin, bin pickers always talking about how like eBay used to be such a different place and they used to, you know, they used to get X amount for this piece and now they're getting a fraction of that. So, right. you know, even Lululemon and Madewell and all that stuff has like, it's kind of going, it, it's getting a little saturated. And, and I think the resellers are always looking for like the next brand that is going to be that like really fast flip for a high profit, you know, yeah. and it's going to change all the time. Being like being that one step ahead of what everyone else is buying. So everyone buys Lululemon now, right? Like that's, it was huge. Go back five years ago, not many people were buying it, but now it's, it's common. It's become like a bread and butter. There's other brands out there that aren't like that yet, you know, and you just have to do your research and see what's trending out there. What's trending. Yep. And what's working for you. So, yeah, I mean, that is, that is a part that is really interesting. Like you never get bored with this job. Oh God, no. There's always something (laughs) to learn. I'm always learning new stuff. I'm always reading up on the latest fashion news and which I didn't really do too much of in the same way that I do now. Like I would look at fashion news, but not in the way that I look at it now. Like that Nordstrom thing was a big article that came out yesterday. And, you know, I was intrigued by that. And I continued reading different articles on other department stores that are doing the same thing. And it just gives you a perspective on what the market is really like out there. Yeah, it, it's great. Um, I, lo- I love reading those little blips and um, sure. Yeah. So what do we think? How long have we been chatting? Where I don't even at? know, Lori. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a while. <laughs> so I think we're going right. to wrap it up. We're going to wrap it up, guys. So thank you so much for listening to our little coffee talk with us on this. Yeah, that was really fun. Thursday um, night. Yeah. Let us know if you liked this kind of unscripted because this is super easy for Daniela and I. Oh yeah. We could <laughs> do this every way, day. Like, <laughs> yeah. But I don't want to get repetitive or if there are just like, even if we just have a few talking points, we can go, you know, and it's, yeah. it's really just kind of our humble opinions, you know, not, none of this is gospel, but it's, it's just like a nice conversation to give you 
two different perspectives. Sometimes we um, are in line. Sometimes we have different perspectives on things, but it's, it's just kind of fun to hear a couple of different voices and um, you know, and it's it. And we'd love to hear your comments back to, to let us know how we're doing. Yes. And thank you to everyone who's already subscribed to the podcast. And if you haven't subscribed, go ahead and do so. And if you feel inclined, leave us a review on um, Apple Podcasts. It'd be really, really great. We love seeing all the feedback you guys have been giving us. So keep that coming. Yeah. So that's it. So um, I hope everyone's having a wonderful February. By the time you hear this, we'll be mid-month. And um, I hope sales are great and listings great and that you're all like learning every day. Yes. Stay tuned for our next episode on eBay with our special guest. See you guys later. All right. Wonderful. Good night, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.